Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the '90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the '90s on the first ever sailing. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interactions, and all-out 90s activities. There'll be over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, and more. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico on Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90 scom slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. It's 902-1OMG. With Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling. Hello. Welcome to another episode of 90210MG. I'm one of your hosts, Jenny Garth. <laughs> Joined by my friends. Go ahead and introduce yourself, ladies. I'm one of the other hosts. I'm Tori Spelling. <laughs> so sultry. <laughs> and it's Sisney. Hello. Hi, sis. We're the hostesses with the mostesses. Yep, I love yeah. it. Oh, I wish it was mimosas instead. Hostesses the hostesses with the, the mimosas. <laughs> Don't get gel, sis. It's just a oh, joke. joke. 
I'm so ready to drink. <laughs> oh, we're so happy to be with you guys. Another week of season two, Beverly Hills 90210. That's what we're here for, right? It is. The big show. Everybody loves it. The Beach Club, loving the Beach Club episodes. Yes, it yes. Makes me feel happy, ready for summer. It makes me feel like. It makes you feel, hey, you had a birthday this last week. Shh, don't you speak of that. No, we will speak of it because <laughs> you're older now. There was a second, like maybe a few weeks, a month, I don't know, where you were two years younger than me. And I did not like that because it just gives you too much to be happy about. <laughs> I didn't even realize that because, you know, I'm always the first to point out that you're one year older than me. So mm -hmm. I would have relished in that if I had remembered it. <laughs> okay. I'm glad I didn't remind <laughs> it you was earlier. Only, like a little more than a month. Ah, oh, darn. That yep. would have been good to rub that in. Yep. Now, now you're the big me. four, yeah. eight. I am. Yeah. yeah. And I got to tell you, 48 feels a lot worse than 47. <laughs> <laughs> Because what do you mean worse? Like okay, because it's one year closer to the young five zero. If you know what I'm talking about, I didn't know what you're gonna say. <laughs> one year closer to the grave. Uh, well, you look no, amazing. No, for, for I mean forty eight. Who? Do, you know what? That's the thing. They always say, "Oh, you look so good for forty eight, or you look so great for fifty years." Like what? What does that even imply? He looks so good for your age. Yeah, always they say that. I don't know that I like that. It's people are being but nice, it. but it sounds like a backhanded compliment, right? But it's not. They think they're being nice, but you don't want to hear that. I, I mean, don't think yeah, I would ever say yeah. that for, to someone. No, you know what? I think I have said that. I to just someone. said it to you. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry if you were offended by that, but I meant it as a compliment. <laughs> Nothing you say can offend me. <laughs> well, I feel like um, we all look damn good for our age there. How about that? Looking, I'm, I'm just staring at our young co-host since you said host today. I know. Wait, sis, how old did you turn this year? I turned 37. Oh, must be nice. But, you know. Jen, remember 37? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good year. It's keeping it consistent. Don't remember it at all. I'm excited for my 40s, though. You Don't feel like be. I'll be... For, no, I feel like I'll <laughs> be smarter and have a better head on my shoulders and... That was classic. She said, I'm excited for my 40s. And I said, you should be. And you said, don't be. Yep. For yeah. once, I was the ray of optimism. And you were true. Debbie Downer. It's true. We switched roles for a second. <laughs> we should do that more often. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode is episode four of season two. It's called Anaconda, which I don't even understand why, but it aired on August 1st, 1991. Synopsis, Brenda gets heated after a bad sunburn, but Brandon and friends are in hot water when their after hours poker game at the beach club is followed by a burglary. Ooh, dun, dun, dun. I'm sorry. <laughs> even back in the day when we did this episode, every time I hear Anaconda, I want to go, Anaconda don't got don't none unless, unless you unless want you got buns, buns, huh? Huh? <laughs> I knew you were going to sing that and I was sorry. excited. <laughs> Directed by Daniel Adius, written by Darren Starr and Jonathan Roberts, who was a new, is a new name for us. This is a new writer, I guess, for season two. That's right. I, do you remember that writer? I don't. Shocker. I don't either. I wonder. No, but we had lots of 
ones that went on to be like recurring writers or consistent writers throughout the seasons even uh and i actually sad to say i don't know jonathan roberts i wonder if he this was his one hit wonder i don't know (laughs) with us with us we should really look into those details before we go on a radio program and talk about them or not a radio program but right you know doesn't it feel like we're doing a radio show yes it does it's a live radio show i heart we want to do a radio show next <laughs> interesting because we know so much about music you both should fill in for Jen me does. when i'm on maternity leave how fun would that be oh my gosh <laughs> how, how how long are you gone for maternity leave let me before i commit to that it'll be a few months Ooh, i don't know about that you gotta wake up real early we should do it for a day See if anyone notices. (laughs) I don't think they notice. Why was this episode called Anaconda, though? Does anybody have um, any insight on that? Yes. Okay. I know there's a story. I don't have it, but I know there's a story. (laughs) There's There's a a reference somewhere in the show. It was the name of the card game. Anaconda is a seven-card stud poker game. It is played with the same rules except for a few exceptions. There we go. Interesting. So, okay, that's where the title of the show. I love how we're just learning about it all together in real time. <laughs> but just for people like that are listening, we have like 10 pages of, of prep. Like we were really prepared when we come in to do this podcast. We just didn't know the Anaconda. Yeah. Don't know why it's called. Don't know the writer. Don't know the why it's called Anaconda. What else? <laughs> so but far. I like that we're discovering because we're rediscovering yeah. the show together. Exactly. So why not? discover the details of the show together yes. as if we're sister. just watching as fans literally we just that watched the show and then we come together and we talk about it and we go yeah. what do you remember what don't you remember and and i love that about this podcast because we don't censor ourselves no 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 we don't censor ourselves and we don't pretend to be experts we only can give you our version of the story our memories from from it so why weren't you in this episode that Jenny? is another thing i don't know <laughs> I didn't even know that one. I really thought she was in all episodes produced. Isn't that crazy? I even asked my manager, who's still my manager from from then, Mr. Showbiz, and he has no recollection of me not being in any episodes. He thought I was in all episodes as well. I thought I was in all episodes. Apparently, I wasn't because I didn't see myself in this one. But that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy watching it. I honestly liked watching it without me in it. No, I, that's just no, I, I like ha- I relaxed and I wasn't oh. nervous for when when I was going to be on or what, what I was going to say or do. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't yeah. so caught up in my own head about it. I was able to like submerse myself in the story. And I really enjoyed watching Brenda and Donna's scenes. Like I thought they were great. And I was like, well, I don't need Kelly in there ruining that. Like, you guys are so good together. I really felt like this episode, Donna, you you had the most to say, especially that scene like mm-hmm. at the beach with Brenda. You were so cute and so real, like authentic in that scene. And Aww. I just wanted to be friends with you. I wanted I wanted to hang mm-hmm. out on the beach with you. Maybe you saw a little bit of the show back then, and maybe that's the reason you wanted to be my friend in real life. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. Maybe I was home watching the show. That's where I was. <laughs> no, maybe you were sick, like, and you couldn't work. Maybe you lost your voice. I don't know. No, I, 
the only thing I can think of would be that um, my dad was uh, struggled a lot with his health, and they my parents lived in Arizona, and he had um, there were occasions when he would have heart attacks and end up in the hospital, and this to me sort of feels like I might have made an emergency you know, flee to mm. go be with him. That's all I can really associate. That sounds with. likely. I bet we could look up the script somewhere online. Someone has it and put the pieces together. Cause I bet you're right. I bet you were in it and they had to take you out because there was an emergency. Mm. If anyone knows the answer to it out there, please let us know. <laughs> yes. Let us know. <laughs> Any fact seekers about 90210. Why I wasn't there. But it was a really good episode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not because you weren't in it, Jenny. But <laughs> That's okay. It was all right. So should we talk about poker? Yes. Poker? I poker. hardly know her. Poker? I don't even know her. That is so <laughs> not okay to say anymore. But it's such Wait, like an old dad You remember joke, what was like, the other one? Mm -hmm. um, poker in the front, liquor in the rear. That is Oh terrible. my gosh. I can't believe I just said that. But it, it came to my mind because whenever I was... <laughs> These are the things you learn on the set, people. <laughs> Pretty old school. You could say poke him in the front, lick him in the rear. It doesn't have to be about a woman. <laughs> if that's your I, you, problem I don't with think it. you can yeah. poke some a boy 2021. in the front. That would hurt if you poked, poked him in the front. I've never heard poker. Ow. I don't even know her. You, you have never heard that? Like oh old guys God. say it. Like yeah. poker. These, are, these are now our old lady jokes. <laughs> And then we laugh and laugh. Oh. I mean, it's funny. And the young people just like are like, what are they saying? Oh, I'm laughing with you. <laughs> Poker, I don't even know her. Oh, man. <sighs> yeah. I thought Brian was extra cute in this episode. Yeah. He was. I know. He was so cute with his little poker faces that he was making. Yeah. And those were just like, those remind, like the faces he was making at the poker table remind me of just him now. Like he makes those faces just like for no reason. And, and I don't know, this must be where they originated from. <laughs> Except he was a lot shorter and had a higher voice, but it's him now. Yep. It's the same Brian. And a different hairline. Brian had such a low hairline, like Eddie Munster, right? Yeah, well, look oh, at it yeah. now. He's got great hair still. So. He's got great hair. Yeah, it ended up perfect, like settled in. Settled in. It settled in, yeah. <laughs> settled in. It sell, he really grew back. into his face. <laughs> grew into his hairline. <laughs> he grew into everything. <laughs> no, that came out wrong. <laughs> well, I felt like the poker stuff was really fun to see, like the whole sneaking into the beach club at night, which I was like, Brandon, what are you doing? You're going to get fired. I, I was know. worried Peer about pressure. him. Peer pressure. Totally. I feel like he, he, this is what the second time he succumbed to peer pressure. Yeah. It seems like Steve Sanders can get him to do anything, anything, uh -huh. but Steve is pretty convincing and kind of fun. And you want to join in on the shenanigans when he like comes up with something, oh, yeah. a scheme, a plan. He's so convincing. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, you, you get real convinced by him. Yeah, it's true. Mm -hmm. He's very, uh, he's a good salesman. And that storyline is just so relatable because I think in every friend group in high, with high school kids, especially there's, there's always that one friend that 
is the instigator. Mm-hmm. The wild one. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I had one of those in high school. I had one of those on set. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't me. It wasn't Jen. Yeah, Wait, oh who my. was it? Shannon. Oh, okay. Because she, like, she was cool and, like, was always going out and doing things. And I was just like, oh, she's so cool. Like, I want to hang out with her. So I would end up doing things that, yeah. That you not bad, regret or just like, that you shouldn't have done? Not like bad. Nothing bad, but just like peer pressure. Like, oh, no. Because I like, I felt like when we started this show, I was still living at home, obviously. I was in my teens. I had a curfew, which is so lame. <laughs> And she'd be like, let's go out on a Friday night. And don't worry, we don't have to have an ID. And I'd be like, I have a curfew. And I was so embarrassed. I couldn't tell Shannon Doherty I had a curfew. (laughs) I love that about you. So like, and early, like I, like right before my 18th birthday, I think my curfew was still 1130. (laughs) That is so great. You guys are like major TV stars on like one of the biggest shows on the planet. And you have a curfew. Just, it's so relatable. <laughs> it's yeah. interesting though, because yes, you had a curfew. And so you were obviously, you know, being parented, but then we would go to work and be treated like adults and mm-hmm. have absolutely no like, um, like guardianship at work. Right. We were just thrown into this situation and, had to make all our own decisions and know how to act and know how to handle all the things and know how to do everything on our own. Like there was nobody there telling us yes, no, maybe, you know, it was, there was never one adult that was like, Hey, if you guys need anything, you're young girls, like come, you can confide in me. That would have been nice to have, huh? I wonder if they have that now for teenagers. I mean, when you're, when you're a teenager, on a set now you have usually your parents with you or your teacher or something like some sort of person. But your parents didn't have to be, I guess your parent was there technically Tori <laughs> or <laughs> he was um, there, but not there. Yeah. I took, I took the GED so that I didn't mm. have to have a teacher on set. Cause I wanted to fit in with everybody else. Oh. Me too. Me um, too. We both the GED, which is like, so we could graduate from high school earlier yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then my mom said, since she was so strict, if I took the GED on my days off from filming, I still had to go to high school and graduate from my high school. Like that was our deal. Really? Yeah, which was really super hard to work these hours and then be like, oh, I have the next day off. And I'd be like, do I really have to go to my senior classes? Like, oh, it would suck. Oh, my goodness. High class problems. But it's, it's still. But it's not that. Did you guys feel that you were missing out? Like. I, I mean, for me, it's like I loved high school for that reason, like just all, you know, homecoming, the dances, being a cheerleader, all that. Did you feel like you missed out on any of that? But you basically were playing that on TV. So <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think, Tori, you got to experience a lot of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did. And the stuff. But once I was on 90210, it was like my world transitioned and I wanted yeah. to just be immersed into this world. Um, yeah. And just act and be with these friends. So it just, it transitioned really fast. Yeah, because you didn't have anybody watching over you. You didn't have any teachers telling you what to do. <laughs> we were yeah. like, woohoo! Yeah, it's a dream. Adults on set. It was, yeah, it's true. Oh my gosh. 
I would want, I want, would want that too. Yeah. But, um, I don't feel like I, I mean, I did a little bit of high school. I only stayed in high school through my sophomore year and then I, uh, left and got my GD as well. And then didn't ever look back, <laughs> never worried about yeah. it again. Mm-hmm. And look at me now. Okay, guys. <laughs> Stay in school, kids. Well, I think it's, <laughs> does it feel weird that like you still kind of in a weird way acted it out? Like, yeah. You still got to wear like the cap and gown. And got to go to the <laughs> dances and got to go to the yeah. football games and all the things. Yeah. It just was but on as TV, Kelly for Donna to know. <laughs> way better because yeah, it was just, I don't know. We were doing it as adults kind of. It was fun. Yeah. That's how I felt more about like the college years when we get to the college years. Mm-hmm. Cause I felt really like missing out when I had friends like that would call me from college and they were having parties and sororities. And I was like, wow, but we really got to live all that. So mm-hmm. I feel more about that cool. when we get there. Um, when I, back to the episode, one of the things that I was enjoying when I, every time I watch the show, I feel like I really enjoy the, um, not just the opening credits, but like the opening sequence where they show you all of the, um, the, they call it B-roll or establishing shots of Beverly Hills and California and all the glorious scenery that is out here, you know? And I loved that about, I just, for a second, it kind of sucked me in and thought, oh my gosh, if I was living in, you know, Uruguay or whatever, and watching this thinking, yeah. that's so cool. That's what Beverly Hills looks like. That's what the rich and famous live like, you know, that's California. I think that was such a lure, such a, an important part of our show was all of that stock footage and, and, and like establishing mm-hmm. shots. So I lived true. in Orange County and I thought it was amazing. <laughs> like, you, you lived had, in like, a beautiful would, place as well, though. I, but I'm just saying, like, I never, you know, I didn't go up to LA, even going up to LA growing up in Orange County, it was like, you didn't, you didn't do it often. So to us to see like the palm trees in Beverly Hills and all the shops and all that stuff, it wasn't something that we saw every day either. Come on down, see how 2% live. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's more than that. But I think every episode, they, they would repeat a lot of the shots of certain things like Rodeo Drive and the palm trees and mm-hmm. the beach. But there were also a lot of new stuff. So they, they, they must have had like um, a whole second unit that would go out and shoot these um, just beautiful scenes, like la- landscapes of the beauty of California. I would, want, I would want to be on that crew where you just go around and there's no actors, just the beautiful scenery and the, and the real people. <laughs> I love that, that stuff. Fun. But right out of the gate, I felt like this episode starts really tapping into uh, Dylan's emotional trauma and pain more than, even more than before. Like, yeah, they kind of talk about his problems with his dad. And, but this is the episode where I felt like we really dove into his, the dark parts of his psyche. And -hmm. I think this was like a, a pivotal moment for his character in like the trajectory of the importance of Dylan McKay on the show. Agreed. Cause he wasn't just Brenda's boyfriend. He wasn't just, you know, this guy that surfs, he was, he had all these layers and we, we sort of start to unpack all of that. Started figuring out his character. So interesting to see nowadays. I feel like they do shows a bit different back then. 
there really is an ep- like they didn't just drop little nuggets it's like they always put it all in one episode they pack it in kind of like big nuggets about somebody's character it mm-hmm. happens all at mm-hmm. once i mean not that we haven't seen little things along the way with dylan but this episode was very dylan heavy about his backstory mm-hmm. this whole season's more dramatic already i'm yeah, it is. realizing it's not that after school special type of vibe that season one was yeah, you're starting to really get invested in in each individual character and their mm-hmm. specific journey. And that's that's what's so cool. Like like I was saying that scene with Brenda and Donna at the beach, like I started to care and and understand and like kind of uh relate more to Donna and to Brenda. I mean per, first of all, I thought Brenda looked super cute in this episode. Her hair and makeup was on fuego. So I just Aww. wanted to say that, <laughs> but, um, I just felt like I, you, you start to really want to be with these characters. You start to want to hang mm-hmm. out with these characters and like help them with their problems and be there for it all, you know? And also going into second season, I think they were starting to know us as actors more and that was helping them to start to guide the characters. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? We're starting to get you to know you as actors. Because I... We always feel like we were like, did they have like some hidden microphone somewhere? Because they like the character attributes, like oh, okay. I feel like a lot of the stuff you see, especially like for my character is Donna, like that's very Tory. And at that age that they were writing mm-hmm. for me. Um personality wise. So it's interesting that they were getting to know us by spending time with us on set and they were starting to write more personality traits of the real actors into the characters. I think, but it's weird. I didn't, I didn't never feel like they were spending more time with us on set. I honestly felt like they were watching us from (laughs) afar (laughs) and like, like make, taking notes about the, (laughs) the animals in the enclosures. (laughs) (laughs) Well, wait, weren't you mic'd up? Like if you were mic'd up or no? Well, with all those booms in every shot, I don't think we were wearing body mics. Oh yeah, I guess but so. you learn you learn very young. Like I, we learned this on nine hundred two and zero that when you have your body mm-hmm. mic on, it's taped inside. Yeah. When you don't want them to hear it, you just tap it you and then continue thump, to thump, have thump, your conversation. Thump, thump. Like, like it's no, working right now. Really? On your microphone, keep doing it. Yeah, yeah it sounds great. Kind of like this, the sound men probably loved that because whenever we would talk about stuff we we didn't want anyone to hear, we'd be like tap 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 tap, tap and it would probably really hurt their ears. <laughs> Freaking punk kids. But like, I think producers <laughs> and writers were like banking on us just like talking out of school and not re- like knowing that we had our mics on. And which happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. We would, <laughs> there mic'd. stuff would happen and we'd be like, oh shoot, I forgot to go like this. And you would have just told like some really juicy stuff. Um, <laughs> but have you gone on in your career, Jen, to be on a set and work with younger people or anyone and you do that and they look at you like, what are you doing? And they think you're crazy. I don't know if I've really noticed that. No. Oh, it happened to me. Someone was like, what are you, are you okay? What are you doing? And I was like, oh, it's like an, and I was like, Habit. Uh, you don't, I guess it's an old school thing. You go like this. So the sound doesn't hear. What, are the, you what talk do the about youngsters someone. do now when they don't want the sound man to hear what they're saying? They just don't care. They don't care. I don't think. Mm-hmm. You can't unplug it. There's no off button. Nope. Well, you can unplug it, but it, 
it's not that easy because it's usually like, um, when they put a body mic on you, it's, it's wrapped under a packaging thing. Like you're wrapped up in a belt and it's in the belt, in your pants, in your clothes, yeah, yeah, up yeah. on your thigh. There's like a thigh wrap with Velcroed on. So it's like, oh wow, you know, it's usually like an ordeal to get to it, which is also yeah pretty embarrassing when the sound man is putting that on you on set, yeah. <laughs> like digging through your clothes, lifting up your skirt, pulling up your everything just to get to your mic to change your batteries. I always yeah. wonder, yeah. are they really it's their changing job. my batteries? <laughs> or is he just copping a feel right now? <laughs> oh it, my God. It's pretty invasive. <laughs> it is. And everybody's standing there waiting while the sound man is like literally lifting your shirt up and basically putting his head under there. Like, yeah. What? Hand in your okay. boobs. Yeah. I mean, I've been my before and- they usually hand it to me and they were like, now, they just go through your bra. Mm-hmm. Now, now, they now. They, didn't, oh. they didn't used to do that. No. So we grew up like just being like on new shows, they would be like, are you okay? They would always say that. No, and we'd be like, we would yeah, just yeah, stand it's there. Fine. Yeah. Just like, touch like, me. Here t- I am. Here's my body. Put the thing yeah. where you need it. <laughs> Wait, that's so I invasive. I wonder if we have PTSD from that. <laughs> from being fondled? <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you enjoy foreplay? <laughs> No. Does it bring back no, memories? it's kind of numbing. Like we're like, <laughs> are you oh my still God. touching me? <laughs> Janice explains so much about my life. Oh, are you oh having no. an epiphany? Lord. <laughs> what is it? Well, there's still more to uncover from this episode. Let's take a break. And you guys can think about that. And we'll come back. Hey, everyone. So as you can imagine... We know a thing or two about makeup. We've pretty much tried it all. And we are really liking Thrive Cosmetics because they have a full line of makeup perfect for an everyday look refresh. They have clean ingredients that feel great on your skin. And their products are foolproof, which makes it easy for any skill level to apply. And it's really cool to know that Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Oh, I love that connection. See that? Plus, how cool is it that their high-performance formulas are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free? Amazing. And they have zero parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. I really believe when it comes to makeup, beautiful eyebrows are so important. Don't you think? Their Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner helps you achieve your ideal eyebrow look. And their easy-to-use waterproof pencil holds like a wax and blends like a powder. Ooh la la. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash 90210. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash 90210. For 10% off your first order. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Velour XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. With the weather getting warmer, finally, it is time for a wardrobe refresh. And when I want to update my style without breaking the bank, I turn to Quince. They offer premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. And washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They partner directly with top factories, so Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to you. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I use the hoop earrings I ordered from Quince all the time. And basically live in the slippers that I ordered on their website. The prices and quality are so worth it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash 90210 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash 90210 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash 90210. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the 90s cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interaction, and all-out 90s events and activities. Over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, Color Me Bad, Lisa Loeb, Fastball, CNC Music Factory, Jesus Jones, Digital Underground, Sophie B. Hawkins, and more. Hosted by MTV VJs Downtown Julie Brown and Matt Penfield, plus Lisa Loeb. Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas will be completely transformed to take you back in time for nonstop 90s action. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90scruise.com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. Okay, you guys, we are back and... It's Anaconda. Don't want none of you ain't got buns, hon. Sorry, I love it so much. We're at the beach club. We are. What We're they're playing, playing poker. poker and the big um thing is they're gonna do the you know, Ross Wienerblatt version of poker night, which I just couldn't get past the name. Sorry for anybody out there who's named Ross Wienerblatt, but I mean, I'm really sorry if your name is Ross Wienerblatt, <laughs> but I'm sorry to be making fun of it right now, but it just made me laugh. One more time. Say it one more time. Ross Wienerblatt. Yes. <laughs> one more time. Say it one more time. What movie is that from? I don't know, but you and I always do that. I don't know. We got it from some movie. It's from Elf. 
<laughs> when the guy's on the yeah, yeah. on the conference table and um and Will Ferrell's character is calling him an, an elf or yeah, yeah. He's like, say it one more one more time, say it one more time. And then he beats the crap out of him. <laughs> I love that movie. Sorry. But it was also funny when they're doing the poker stuff and they're um talking about their fancy 50 inch rear projection TV. I was yeah. like, that was like high tech in that at that time. VCR. Mm-hmm. 1991. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That dated us, didn't it? It did, but I loved it. It was a pretty big TV for that time. Yeah. And rear projection TVs were the thing to have. <laughs> now you wouldn't really want one, but they were good. One of my favorite lines, I'm just going to jump right ahead because that's what I do, uh, was when um, the guy that they're playing poker with says, hey, Brandon, don't be such a squeef. What's a squeef? What's a squeef? I thought he said squeak. <gasps> but oh. I thought I heard squeef. Squeak or squeak. squeef. Like, don't be such a squeak. Who says that? Yeah, it is weird. Was a squeef like like a loser? Sounds not fun. And then the girls <laughs> come to the poker party and they look so stinking cute. I love your outfits. Uh, I always try to find pictures from that episode. Really cute. And I I loved those outfits. Mm-hmm. It looks so fun. I wanted to go to that poker game and smoke. I Well, I didn't want to smoke the cigars. I could not believe you guys were smoking cigars. Yeah. I felt like such a stud, you guys. I'm sure I felt like I was going to throw up afterwards, <laughs> but I was like feeling cool as could be. I don't see c- cigar smoking as really making you cool but i guess no it's, it's the fun. opposite but imagine being what were we 17 then 18 mm-hmm. like you know it was like oh okay i it's just for a scene so i'm not doing it but it's like i don't know i thought i was in the big leagues you were you D- were don't judge me <laughs> <laughs> you you were and you looked great doing it i i really loved it i was there for that whole poker thing the lighting and the just it looked so neato Neato. I said neato. <laughs> Better than squeef. Mm-hmm. It was a very interesting theme. Like, I was wondering, did the writers come up with that? Was that your dad's idea to do the whole, like, Frank Sinatra theme scene? Where do you guys think it came from? I wonder. I mean, my dad was really good friends with the Rat Pack I wonder if that was something he was like, oh, let's make it this kind of idea. And yeah. Bring that back. I don't know. It was fun to get to see James Pickens Jr. Uh, do some more scenes in this episode. Did you guys like that? He's such a good actor. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I wonder if people remember him from this because obviously everyone knows him from Grey's Anatomy, Richard on Grey's Anatomy, but we have crossover audiences, right? Yeah, sure. Before that, he was... He was Henry Thomas. He was like the guy at the beach club. And he was, he was so, so great. Cool. He was mm-hmm. I just loved whenever he was on screen. And I mean, to be quite honest, the show was not that diverse in in the nineties. We that wasn't something mm-hmm. that they really focused on. It was a once in a while thing that they would say, Oh, we, we should do this. But I loved seeing the diversity and just feeling that you know, just the difference of, of having him there. And, and I thought that that he added a lot to our show. I liked him a lot. He was watching TV on the balcony again. Mm-hmm. 
His favorite thing to do. And he had like the best <laughs> mullet. Like, did you guys notice? He had like the best, tightest mullet there is. Oh, tight. Yeah, yeah, it was a tight mm-hmm. mullet, but it was a mullet. Like you had to really like sneak a peek to see it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? ooh, he's cute. <laughs> So he appears in 10 episodes of 90210. And then that was it. What, ha- what happened after this season? Did Grey's Anatomy start? Is that when he went there? I, that seems... Maybe no, a few years yeah, I guess that. we'll find out. But didn't we come back to the Beach Club or this was it after this season? I feel like it was just one season. Whoa. That's we don't so know sad. anything. We're, we don't like, you, like we said, we're going to learn <laughs> right along with you guys while we're watching this. The thing about this is if you're a super fan of the show, you've watched every episode and you know what's happened and what's going to happen for us we literally don't know what's going to happen next week this is true (laughs) just because we acted in it and lived it don't think we remember it (laughs) we had a great uh we had a great song in this episode though i did notice um was kind of another one of those um foreshadowing weird 90210 moments because there was a song called what i like about you uh by the romantics in the scene with brenda and donna when they're doing their tans. I don't know if you guys heard it, but I did because that song was became later became pretty significant to me because I did the show What I Like About You. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was a neat little foreshadowing, another one of those yeah. things. That's so cool. Those things keep happening. Keep coming. Keep them coming. I love it. Yeah. Do you guys have that happen? I mean, you, you notice like the things that happen, you know, like little signs. This is totally off topic, but I'll just tell you. Um, my daughter, her school picked a new mascot this last week. And they, for whatever reason, they, it, it wasn't politically correct. Their old mascot, they wanted to change it. So they changed it to uh, the owls. And they announced it yesterday. And it was big news, you know, uh, for us. And the, uh, the, the <laughs> night before they announced it, I had a dream about a giant owl swooping through. And I didn't know where that came oh. from. Then they, then they announced that their show, their mascot is called the owls. And then last night we were watching, um, uh, Queens Gambit again, because we love that show. And there was like an owl reference. I don't even know why I'm telling you this, but <laughs> it's about <laughs> no, the signs it. people. It's about noticing all yes. the so signs of the universe. Like synchronicity. Synchronicity. Yes. And I'm just going to say it. I think it, okay. So when, so she told me this yesterday and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, she had this premonition about the owl being picked as the mascot. But I think the overall theme is you, you need to look deeper. The owl means something else oh, for you. It's true. It's coming like something. We have to figure it out. Well, owls are wise. Maybe there's wisdom coming your way or. Please go. And she is a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> But I feel like it means something. <laughs> oh, people. Maybe it'll be revealed on the next episode. Let's hope. Maybe. Well, let's get into fashion, our favorite lines, and we have a few questions from listeners. Let's take a break and we'll come back with that. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the 90s cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars. 
nightly theme parties, celebrity interaction, and all-out 90s events and activities. Over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, Color Me Bad, Lisa Loeb, Fastball, CNC Music Factory, Jesus Jones, Digital Underground, Sophie B. Hawkins, and more. Hosted by MTV VJs Downtown Julie Brown and Matt Penfield, plus Lisa Loeb. Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas will be completely transformed to take you back in time for nonstop 90s action. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90scruise.com/iheart to enter to win a free cruise for two. Hi everyone, this is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day, and a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Thank you. 
Okay, so let's talk fashion, ladies, because we love to talk about fashion on the show. Um, I'll just kick it right off. I was really digging uh, Steve's outfits in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were just fun and so perfectly Steve Sanders. I loved the um, completely buttoned up sh- uh, shirt, blue shirt with the white like docker shorts. Mm-hmm. But equally, uh, the dolphin shorts he was wearing <laughs> with yet another tank top. <laughs> <laughs> His tank top closet is just going nuts. We have to ask him if he has any of those tank tops and if he would be willing to wear them one day. Oh, yes. Then and now. I want to do, yeah, like I want to see him in those now. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see that so bad. Um. I loved my outfit in the poker game. That was one of my favorite outfits ever on this whole series that I wore because I love the 20s. So mine was kind of 20s-esque. Yeah, you were both kind of dolled up like retro like Mm -hmm. that. And I loved it. Brenda's, she looked every bit a roaring 20s lady just as you did, but a little different take on it. Right. Mm -hmm. You were more of a flapper. Mm -hmm. She was more of like a... um, the cigarette girl, you know, the girl that would mm-hmm. sell yeah. the cigarettes, <laughs> cigarette, <laughs> cigarette. Well, I'm really dating myself. <laughs> no, everybody gets that. Did you like anything, sis? Yeah, it's funny that they were uh, considered the babes that were going to be at the poker game. <laughs> Brandon was so disappointed that one of them was his sister. He's like, this does not count. <laughs> we get some fresh girls. Fresh girlfriend. He's a fresh babe. Fresh um, I liked Donna's hair in um, like half up, half down when you came into the Walsh's house. It's just like that was my go to hairstyle in the 90s. Because like if you didn't want to do ponytail, you just like the half up, half down with like a huge scrunchie. Mm. Yeah. Or just like really. a clip, like a clip. The little clips. What were they called? The banana clips? No, that was Butterfly a different clip? one. They were like, yeah, small, like just one. And they were flat. Yeah, and it just would hold it. I don't. I don't know. It's so funny for me because I feel like that hairdo was like not a TV hairdo. I feel like it was just real life. Yes, that, I think that's why I liked it. Really? Like I look at it, and I'm like, oh my god, why didn't they do my hair that day? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what was happening? Was I like late? And they were like, gotta get to set, skip hair. No, I feel like it goes back to being you being authentic and relatable. I feel like you. D- you and Brenda both looked just really normal, like girls you would want to be hang out with, like you, girls that you yeah. actually do hang right. out with. How about yeah, lines, how I, best lines from the mm. episode? 90210. Oh, one of mine was from David. Uh, he was he said, hey, little lady, can I buy you a snack? <laughs> <laughs> to Donna. Hot snack right here. She was not feeling his vibe. No, not yet. Um, of course, going back to that, um, scene, I liked my line. I, uh, I had a cigar. I threw up. Yeah. When you're being <laughs> interrogated. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> um, I already told you my favorite line, Brandon, don't be such a squeef. I, I plan <laughs> on using that reference later. I'm going to call somebody a squeef today and see how it goes. <laughs> And that's, that's oh. it, you guys. This is this was a we didn't have a lot to say about this episode. I feel like we kind of like didn't really go too deep, but that's okay because we have some great questions. I think from from listeners, don't we, sis? We sure do. Amaya is asking, 
Why do y'all keep picking and or shading the boys? This other week, it was about Jason and his height and everything. And then Tori was sarcastic about how Jason loves to rehash 90210 stuff. What did they do to you? <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. What did they do to us? <laughs> okay. Here's what you guys need to understand. Like, these are like our brothers and sisters. Yeah. Like, anything we say here, we would say right to their face and probably do. Like, you hear how Jen and I talk. This is how we all talk to each other. Um, and we we always, we're in contact still and we're all still friends. So, they didn't do anything to us. We love them. It's our family. This is how you talk about your best friends and family, right? Yeah, but even so, like, I get what there's this Amaya is saying, like, mm-hmm. for people that love the show and, you know, but the thing is, this is our, this is, these are our recollections. These are our memories. This is, was our experience. And, you know, it was probably much different than their experience or the guy's experience or anyone else's experience, but we can tell our side of the story. And I think that, um, so often we fall into the trap of trying to tell a story that everybody's going to digest well, like that it's going to be politically correct to say, or it's mm-hmm. going to, people are going to still like us even when we say it, but there are some parts of our experience that weren't great and, and that's okay. And it's okay for us to talk about it now too. And it's okay for, for other people to share their experiences, but you know, if, when you ask, what did they do to you? It's not necessarily what they did to us, but what we as young people did to ourselves, like our interpretation of what was happening at that time, because we were all so young. And so, like I said, so unguided at that, in that environment, that grown up mature environment, being completely left on our own for, you know, days, full days of whatever happened, you know? And so there's so much that happened that sort of taught us and, and shaped us as women, as young girls, as now as women, and not all of it was great. And, you know, Tori and I do try to, um, tell the truth, but at the same time, not, you know, let people in too far to see like the, you know, the sorted parts, because we want everybody to love the characters and love the show. And, but we also have our own experiences. So sometimes that stuff comes out of us, like when we're joking and when we're like making fun, but I don't think that it's not about what they did to us. Well put what she said. (laughs) Um, But Amaya also, I believe I'm the person that the entire first season, I kept saying, look how dreamy Jason's eyes are. Oh my God. He's so hot. Like I acknowledge that too. I think, I mean, I'll say to you, if you wore something like, what were you wearing that week? Like, that's the same thing. Like, why did they say something about Jason's height? Like we were just referencing things that were in the script and happened. I don't think you have to defend yourself, but I think that what you said, it makes a lot of sense. I know. (laughs) I don't feel like we pick on them though. I don't like, I don't feel like we have different. I haven't gotten that vibe either. I think it is kind of like you guys are all, you know, related in in a sense. These are our high school friends. Mm -hmm. Like we, (laughs) I mean, family picks on each other. It's like, I still have the same jokes with my high school friends that like, and we still, when we see each other, we pick up right where we left off and it's the same. Stupid jokes that like, you know, sound mean, but they're not mean because it's us. 
And we were, and those were like, like we've said before, those were our formative years. We were young girls. We were very, very impressionable. And I mean, Tori and I have talked about this before, back to the whole major concept of why, why am I the way I am and who, how did I get this way? And why do I have these issues or these hangups or, you know, all that you ask yourselves as you grow into an adult and you, when you start to look and sort of look at yourself in the mirror and ask those questions. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of what happened on that set, um, shaped us in all directions. But I think as a young girl, maybe I was like, what blamed it on the guys too. Like, you know, it was all their fault, but it it was how I saw it. Like, you know, brought out a super competitive part of me being in that environment of being, you know, uh, judged by because of my looks or how I looked in an outfit or, you know, it it was such a, it was, it was just a different day and age. Um, and it, and it gave us young girls a lot of mixed messages. And I, for many years struggled with, um, I think that if I'm honest, like, I think it, it kind of taught me to be threatened by other girls, be threatened by other women, be more competitive because I wanted there, uh, I wanted our co-stars approval or attention, you know, and I, and it was, it, it, it messed with me on a, on a deeper level and not until later in life did I kind of think it wasn't ever about the other girls and why did I ever make the other girls the enemy in my mind? You know, it wasn't, it, 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 it and it, so it, it gives you different messages that you have to work through. And I think that Tori and I are always working through those messages as we grow older and trying to be better people and and figure it all out, you know? Absolutely. All right. We'll go to the next question. Um, This question is from Stephanie to Jenny. Uh, Through the seasons, Kelly endured such traumatic experiences, an eating disorder, the fire, drugs, getting shot, and the cult, just to name a few. Did you ever get tired of such terrible things happening to your character? and ask for something happier or easier to play in those 10 seasons. I get asked this question a lot because, yeah. You do? Because a lot of bad things happen to Kelly. (laughs) It's like a weird, I don't know why. They just love to do bad things to her. I don't know why they did, but, I mean, I did my best with it when they would give me a storyline that was dramatic on the heels of another storyline that was dramatic. I did my best. Uh, Yeah, I got, I got, tired of the heaviness of it sometimes for sure. And it was, you know, that's why I love the scenes on the show where it's like the guy, everybody hanging out the group and we're having fun. I love that stuff. Yeah. Um, because it's like a pleasant break for me, but it's interesting to see, like I did so many of those, you know, dramatic things and I'm (laughs) developed into a pretty dramatic person. Like I'm, I'm not, you know, Tori and I always joke, she's Pollyanna and I'm the opposite of whatever Pollyanna is. (laughs) We have to think of what that is. Didn't we figure it out once? I don't remember. You think it's because you played all these crazy roles when you were younger? I feel like, that you're like it's this? definitely shaded my life experience. I feel like no way. not only did I have so many traumatic experiences on camera, those those sink in. Those those sink into your bones, you know, and your experiences. But I also have had, a, you know, a lot of things in my real life. So and we all have a lot of 
trauma and ups and downs in our lives. But combining the two, I think it's a lot for one lady. <laughs> so I definitely think that it's, it's made me probably a more of a serious person. And, but it, it's funny because my, I call myself a blue person. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that expression. Like I, mm. I think you're not a blue person Tor. I don't know. What would I be? You're more of like a yellow person. Like you err more on the light, higher, like uh, lighter, happier, sunnier side of the spectrum. And Mm -hmm. I'm more a blue person. Like I've always struggled with depression and I've always, uh, you know, had things that in my mind that were harder for me to deal with and, and kind of clouded my experience and made me more on the blue side. I remember my dad used to say, um, he would say, are you feeling blue? And that was, I would, I would say, yeah. And I didn't know why I was a little girl and he would take me for ice cream and then everything would be better. But (laughs) yeah, but I think that people are just kind of wired how they're wired. And I think that, I think all of our experiences throughout all of our journeys in life, like they accumulate, they, they kind of add up and make you who you are. And I, I know I love my blueness. (laughs) I mean, I, I, I love it. I embrace it. And I, it's something that I've learned to live with and, and, um, that I love about myself. I've, I'm a, (laughs) I remember some people used to call me in a negative connotation. Uh, you're too emotion, emotion, emotional. That was what they would say. You're so emotional. And yeah, maybe as a younger person, I was more dramatic and more emotional because that's usually what happens. But I remember saying, you know what? I'm not emotional. I'm emotion full mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that. So maybe I got it from Kelly. But also people telling you that when you're so young, like there's something wrong. If, with even you. if you're, even if you're not that, mm-hmm. then you start believing that you mm-hmm. are. And so then you carry that, you carry the, I, I've done this thing called the landmark forum. Me too. I don't know if you guys have heard. Oh, you have. Yes. Okay. So it's a bracket. And so it's a bracket that was given to you at, in your adolescence or when you were young and it may not be true at all. And you carry it into adulthood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like someone telling you, like, you can't draw. You're not a good artist. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you're a little kid in preschool or like, and then so then you go into elementary school, you're like, I'm just not a good drawer. And you just start believing that, mm-hmm. you know, and it has nothing to do with who you really are. So it's just, it's crazy for that. And then I had no idea that doing these roles would, would really penetrate into like your actual real life as well. Yeah. I mean, I think for sure, for me, definitely doing all this stuff and then going home and because you want to stay in that yeah. mindset right as an actor mm-hmm. I'm assuming I mean yeah it's hard to break it off at the end of the day and the day and yeah. then like turn it right back on at 6 a.m the next day so it's it kind of lingers <laughs> you're like I'm just gonna stay a bitch all night because I have to be that tomorrow morning <laughs> <Exactly>. anyway <laughs> but I think also to what you were saying like people label you we label ourselves like I do that all the yeah. time I say Oh, I'm not a, I'm not a writer. I don't know how to write this, but if I really sat right. down and applied myself, I probably could write something. Yeah. So it's, it's the messages that we hear from other people. It's, but if, for me, it's the messages that I hear from myself and they're probably from those outer messages. And then I sort of internalize them and keep reiterating to myself, like my, mm-hmm. the things that aren't so great about myself. And I, I think that that's something that we should all try to not do stop listening to ourselves when it comes to those negative messagings. I know. I wish we could just all live like the innocent lives that children live, you know, and you're like, you don't, 
second yeah. guess anything when you're a child. You think you're great. Yeah. I look at my kids and I'm just like, gosh, if I can just have your mind for a day. And their confidence because no one's yeah. <laughs> torn it down yet. I know. <laughs> oh, We could just keep them in a bubble. <laughs> I know. I wonder what I would be like. I've thought this before. Like, what would I be like if I hadn't been colored by all the experience, like all the negative stuff, you know, and all the messages out there. Like what would little Jenny look, be like if, if none of that had happened? Well, it's part of your journey. So you wouldn't be you if it didn't happen. No, I wouldn't. And you wouldn't love me. I would always love you no matter what. <laughs> Do you think you've carried some of Donna's traits into your real life, Tori? I mean, I've definitely carried being cast as Donna, being the producer's daughter through my whole life. I mean, I definitely, I'm the type, like, when Jen says she shows emotions a lot when she was younger, I didn't show any emotions because I didn't want to be labeled anything. I just wanted to be perfect. Like, you know, they already have preconceived notions because I'm the producer's daughter. So going into that job, I was like, I have to be sweet. I have to be nice. I have to be kind. I've, and I was all those things, but yeah. it's carried over into my adult life that I don't have a voice to be strong or brave or the confident woman I want to be because I'm spending so much time focusing on being just so sweet and wanting everyone to like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I wish, yeah, I wish that was different too. I feel like things would be different. Everybody has their own like thing, you know, I, like it's so interesting when you look at people. Yeah. I think we all want to please people to an extent, you know, it did when uh, dumb stuff. Like when I was planning my wedding, it's like, I kept thinking about like what everybody else was going to think. And it's supposed to be the happiest day of my life. And I was like worried about like, are they going to like this? Or are my guests going to like that? And it's just, you have to be able to be a little selfish at times. Mm-hmm. I, that's the great thing about getting older, I think, is that you start to realize that it's not being selfish. It's just honoring yourself and like True that. giving yourself as much love and acceptance as you do to other people. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's hard, but it's part of the journey. We're all still works in progress. Well, I just met you guys not too long ago, and I think you're both lovely, and (laughs) I don't get any negative vibes from either one of you. So there you go. You're doing something right. No shades of blue, no shades of yellow. No No shades of blue, no shades of yellow. Do you like our sunshine? All pink. (laughs) Yes. We need sarcasm. Please. It would be so boring without it. No. So what is our next episode? Those were great questions, you guys, by the way. Keep them coming because, like, yeah. obviously, we're not afraid to talk about anything. Um, if anything, I tend to talk about stuff too much, but <laughs> about, like, the real deal. But um, keep them coming because we love them. Yes. Next episode is uh, season two, episode five. It's called Play It Again, David. Oh, the eyebrows, Tori. <laughs> what again, David? Hmm, I'm so <laughs> curious. What's David going to play? I have no idea. I, I just got <laughs> excited because it's David's in the... <laughs> she has no idea. I think I remember. Very excited. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Enter to win a free cruise for two 
on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the first ever sailing. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interactions, and all-out 90s activities. There'll be over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, and more. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico on Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90 slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 